Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Get uh, Brother Hammond, you're going to have to give him a new pair of glasses, brother. Yeah, he's sitting right here. He's sitting right here next to me, struggling to try to get it now. You you tell him that you know what to at least polish the glasses first before he come on. Now he said you need some new glasses, brother. You need to polish them before you. Come. That's right. He, he's not even wearing his glasses, so you know he's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I really it's, it's, it's good to hear hear my brothers on the line too. We got you look. We got equal energy. We got the sisters on the line, and we got the brothers on the line. That's yes, balance sir. right there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. My aunt. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to get started. Let me read this off, and then uh, we can chop it up from there. But once again, this is uh, Time Lord Oshiola, and uh, Mora to everyone, Islam to everyone. More is not a word. It's actually an expression. It starts with a gentle sadness. They came from their original homeland, and they knew that they had exact number of years and days before they would disappear off the face of the earth as a culture and a lifestyle. The expression now builds to a gentle love. They believed in the Creator's day and knew how to separate cycles in the great serpent. And once again, the great serpent would be the Milky Way or even the Milky Way leading into the Kai or true space. So until he came comes on, the brother comes on. What uh what topic do we like to chase, or or what 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 would we like to uh, discuss, everyone? Well, I just wanted to uh, make sure that everybody is on the same page. You know, we just want to get that information in, uh, learn as much as we can from the brother, and um, you know, seek remedy. I know everybody's here trying to seek that that truth that truth and you know remedy um so you know um but i think that this is a good platform for all of us um to be able to come together because we all have a common uh bond a common goal and you know i think that this is a, a good opportunity for us to be able to connect um, you know, if, if it's each week, you know, whatever, whatever we can, you know, I, I just think it's a good opportunity to be able to, um, uh, get the information, learn the information and then help each other out along this process of, of seeking proper remedy. Um, yeah. would you agree with that? Very beautiful. Very beautiful. We, we have a, a caller from New Jersey. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Um, Anthony Hammond. Welcome. 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 Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Islam. Yes, it's definitely just good to be able to connect with everyone and share this information and bounce off ideas and how to um, raise each other up. You know, we, we uh, just like I said with the Ali poster, Ali uh, over Sonny Liston, you know, what, what, that, what that picture really says is 
to be the greatest, you've got to knock another brother down. And we have to break <laughs> out of that mindset. We have to That's deep. I like that one. You pulled that one out. I like that one, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, 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 why, you know, that, that's why they put that, that picture everywhere. That's that's the message. You know, if you break the message down, that's the message. Yep. Go ahead with that point of interest, whoever came in. Yes, sir. That was Brother Rashid. I just wanted to mention that we also had Brother Rutherford Bay to join us also. Can you get He's lying, brothers and sisters. He's lying. what I'm talking about. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm Very uplifted. How, I'm uplifted. How, How's the Muslims doing tonight? Yes. Excellent. She's alive. Yes, everyone is very, very, very well. Thank you. And we're just trying to pass information and uh, knowledge as we can. And so if anyone, you know, has anything, please, please, please put it in. Put your thoughts in. Let's create together because that's what this is, is we co-create. And so please, let's create. You know, you know that's right. So anybody wants to create, please do, because I can talk all day. <laughs> but I would rather listen too, because you you can't learn when you're talking. So I I, I want to listen just as much as I want to talk. And so if anybody has anything, please please bring it. Please bring it. Uh, how do you? How does everybody feel? I'll tell you what. How does everybody feel about what what happened here in Minnesota? And the mom taking $3 million without a civil case. How does everybody feel about that? Could you, could you explain it, brother? I wasn't aware of that. Yes. Well, you know, they had the killing here. Um, the line girl. Right. And what happened is, is the mother was offered $3 million without a civil case, and she took it. Like the day after she gave that big speech, she took $3 million from Falcon Heights Police Department, or the city of Falcon Heights, actually. Mm. And this is mm. the quickest federal shooting money of any of the shootings. The fastest turnaround of her getting paid was, yep. you know, what, not even a week after the verdict, she got $3 million. That's, that's a, it's, a, it's really unprecedented, to be honest. No civil case, and then the sa- at the same time, the <laughs> The federal government said that they would not, um, they wouldn't take uh, the civil rights case or his civil rights being abused. They said they didn't have any uh, justification to do a civil rights case. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, is that the price of us? They see us and, and 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 somebody, the family supposedly gets millions. Is that, you know, does that make sense to anybody, to everybody? Is that how it should go? You know, someone gets no. killed and millions and, no. and all, the, all the energy is, you know, all the energy that ends it, you know. Because I bet you, you know, because she has to, to file a, a non-disclosure and then she has to also talk that she will never, you know, talk about it again pretty much. It's pretty much a drop subject now. And I guarantee wow. you will never. You're doing any more speeches. Watch. Wow. 
Well, that's, that's the European mindset. Yeah, and that that seems to be the norm now. You know, that Michael Brown, like the other guy, what, what was it, the other shooting? Was it Mike Brown's family got one million or one point three million? Uh, one point five million, something like that. You talking about in Baltimore? No, down in um, down in um, that that small town in Missouri. Oh, Ferguson. That's that's down there. Uh, yeah, that's down there in y'all territory, Ferguson. Ferguson, yeah, right outside there. Yeah, one point five, I think, is what she got for that. Mm. Well, I guess yeah. that shows what the power of a fiat is. When you adjust for inflation, that's like thirty thousand dollars, like in nineteen forty or something. Nothing. Nothing. It really is. Because like one brother said, if you went on the black market and sold yourself by body parts or you took a child and sold the body parts, you would get three times as much for their melanated body parts. Mm. It sounds like going to the supermarket picking out like chicken legs and and a whole bunch of other stuff. I I want want the gizzard and... Does anyone have any specific questions that might uh, be the same as uh, other members of the group have that maybe we can kind of touch on some of that stuff so we make, you know, just to make sure we don't, um, so, you know, so we get the most uh, efficient use from this call and the most uh, overstanding. Any specific concerns or ideas or, you know, curiosities pertaining to anything? I think, I would uh, like- Joe, did you ever find um, the the other site for the birth certificate, the long form? Did you ever find um, that? That's interesting that you brought, brought that up because um, I was chopping it up with Brother Hammond, who was just speaking, and if if you – Let's start from the basics. If you go to vital statistics and you go through and let's say you order your regular birth certificate, right, you'll notice that a regular birth certificate is going to cost you about $13, at least in Michigan, on vital statistics, okay? Now, if you go through the box and click on, which i never seen before until um, Brother Asir, you know, pointed me in the right direction, when you see that box that says Apostille, slash authenticated, you click on that box, then automatically the price of that birth certificate uh, birth certificate goes from $13 up to, I believe it's $67.50 here in Michigan. Now, that could vary state to state. But um, as you can see, that right there, they're making it obscure, and they're raising the price, what, times four or, or five, you know, and so you know that there's a, there's a, a meaning, there's a reason for us to have that form, that long form, the authenticated, and not the apostille, but the the the, the true long form live certificate of birth is what what we need. And brother brother Hammond, I'm gonna put it to you because I asked you, did did you happen to find a site that was actually any cheaper than that? What did, what, did, what did you find, brother? Well, it it varies from state to state. It varies from state to state. I feel, um, 
live birth record, birth certificate, authentication. It was very. Uh, I called New Jersey today regarding mine, and um, they referred me to the state. And when I called them, I left a message. I haven't got a return call, a return call back yet. So I'll try again tomorrow. I'm I'm going to try to get mine without paying for it. I'm try that. Or if I have to pay for it, I want uh, two copies. I want three for the price of one. And I want them to discharge it. Right, because really it is. That that's the that's the thing. It's yours. Everybody that gets a birth, that's ours. So what? What? Why is it? You get what I'm saying? They're gonna they trying to charge you fiat for something that's yours. Right, they're trying to charge you, trying to get you to use unlawful money. I don't want to do that. I'll pay the postage. So, well, we have another person on the call from Connecticut. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, who's in from Connecticut? Islam, brother Patrick Baker Bay here. Um, that's me with the 203 area code. I'm actually uh, in the state of North Carolina at the moment. Oh, that's okay. right. Islam, brother. Islam, brother. Islam. Islam. So um, here, here's the thing. Um, I believe out of all of us now, I'm not sure, but everyone that, that's on this line so far the only one that has the real deal, you know, McCoy, uh, live birth, a long form, uh, authenticated birth certificate is brother. Um, we we only got one brother that that has that right now, and uh, so brother Rashid, he has the long form, um, and so we all of us need to get that, and that that needs to be the first priority. Um, if anyone else has one, that's you're, you're at least one step a, step ahead of us. So, I was uh, <clears throat> when I got when I uh, sent out for this about uh, two years ago. I was uh, unfortunately I know more now than I knew then. I shouldn't have had to uh, pay for this, but when I did pay for it, as I sent it to my home state, sent it. I only had to pay about uh, $8 to receive it, you know, and they, they sent it to me and I sent it on to DC and they authenticated and sent it back. Right. Um, so one of the questions that I, that I have is this, is that your birth certificate, if I'm not mistaken, brother Rashid, yours is authenticated through, um, uh, Morocco, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. That's correct. So that's the part that I, I guess I'm blurry on. So, okay, let's just say, for example, um, and, you know, this is this is for all the brothers and sisters on the line. So let's say we get our long-form birth certificate and we order that. And we do, do we specify to vital – so let's say, for example, if I have to go to vital statistics here in Michigan, do I specify to them that I do not want that apostille – that I want the authenticated part, but how do I go about telling them that I want it um, authenticated to Haiti or something like that? How does that work? Is it, do you just request it? Is that something you write? How does that work? Well, when my wife and I did it, what we did, we just told them, they asked us 
where did we want to authenticate it to? And we told them uh, Morocco. So okay. uh, as we filled that out, you know, and, and chose Morocco, they accepted that. And uh, well, at first they told us that the apostille and the uh, uh, the authentication was was one and the same. And we didn't know that at first. So we <clears throat> we argued with them for a little while. My wife was sent for hers in uh, the state of Illinois. She's from Chicago. So and Chicago kept telling her that the authentication and the apostille are one and the same. So she got apostille, but I didn't get apostille because I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. So they authenticated mine, sent it to me. I sent it to uh, Washington, D.C. They, uh, uh, Secretary of State signed it, and they put the seal on it and sent it back to me. Awesome. That was it. And it's in in your version looks way different than what your everyday average uh like everyday average birth certificate looks like. It's more than it's what, more than one page, correct? it it has on the front covering it's the Department of State. It the United States of of America, Department of State, and then it has uh John Kerry's signature and uh the second page is the state of Arkansas, Secretary of State, where they put the seal on it. And the third page is the last certificate of birth. They attached all three together. Put the grommet on the on the left side at the top, send it back to me, and it says, uh, this is void. It can never become separated. So I have to keep all, by having the grommet, if I ever detach any of the parts, it becomes uh, null and void. Hmm. Interesting. That's good information right there. Good information to have. And like I said, he you're already one step ahead of us. Um, so that's that's definitely uh I would say that's part one is is getting that. Getting that and I know Brother Hammond, you're already working on it. Um, that's something that I'm working on. You know, it's just it's just it's just funny how they make you pay here in Michigan. They make you pay, pay, pay just to get that. I mean, you know, yes, it's big time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're going to keep you on they, they may ask you, um, because they don't want to do it, the Secretary of State, they don't They, they don't want to do it unless they feel you're going to be doing business uh, like across these or, well, in another country. They normally don't want to do it. So that's why um, you're using names like uh, Taiwan or, Hades or like you say Morocco, if they don't if they feel you're just gonna keep it or anything like that, they're not going to do it. So you you do need to know that. Thank you for that. I, you know what? That was a missing blank right there. I appreciate that information. Everybody get that? That that's important. That's very you're important. Correct. You're correct, Sister Yolanda, that's exactly right. <laughs> Good information. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. So already have your place ready when you go up there. I already know where you want it to go because they're going to ask you. But you go okay. through the secretary. Right? I think yeah. so, somebody said something about Secretary of State. I, it kind of broke up. I, yeah, so I went to the Secretary of State so to get, yeah, to get mine authenticated. Or get to get my yeah daughter's authenticated, but I didn't get the right one. Uh, just so y'all know, I I did the bonded form. I need to get the long form. So. 
So in in the in the uh, state that you reside, how is it is it a exorbitant amount like Michigan? Like mine, like I said, is sixty seven dollars. No, I got uh, the birth. Well, the the birth certificate in Missouri, because I I'm born in Missouri. Um, you can only at the vital statistics. You can only get the uh, short form, the bonded form. It's like fifteen dollars, okay. And then if you want to get the long form, then you, it's going to be fifteen as well. But you have to send out uh, for that one in, in Jefferson City. Yeah. Okay. See, that is so different, um, and that's what that's what I was trying to explain. That is so different than Michigan. Michigan, you can actually click on it, and you will actually just got to keep looking, and you'll actually see that little box, and it'll say Apostille slash authentication or, or, or authenticated, and you click on that button, and then automatically it's funny because I was watching the numbers. Every birth certificate was $13 until you hit that one, and it jumped to $67. That's just for one copy? That's just for one copy? And that was for that was for the one copy, but what they do is any like if you're ordering two or th- you know a duplicate copy from that copy, then the price goes down. Um, I believe they charge uh, I think it's seven fifty here per copy after. Okay. What about is anybody okay? So uh, brother Patrick in North Carolina. Have you looked into the uh, long form, or do you have a long form birth certificate? I have looked into it. Um, I'm not sure. I was just actually trying to pull up the price. Um, but I, I do know that it's, uh, here in North Carolina, they do the apostle uh, where you send it off to D.C. and everything after you get your uh, your long form. <clears throat> so. I think the process is similar to what you guys are saying, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm trying to pull up the price now. Okay. Okay. Are, are we authenticating these birth certificates in more than one state? Now, I've often heard that you're uh, authenticating them in your uh, the state you're born in and uh, in Washington. Anybody ever heard of that? It's like, it uh, yeah, they when you when you when you when you authenticate the birth certificate, you got to start at the state level through the secretary of the state or whatever state that you're in. That's I think that, that's where you uh that's the beginning that's the beginning part of of sending it to Washington. That's where you tell them what country it is going to and so on and so forth. But another idea that I had that I was thinking about is uh that, you know after David of status and citizenship being sent to Washington with the uh the uh the birth certificate to be authenticated as well. Very interesting. Okay, so you're authenticating it uh in your state and then you're having it sent to Washington to have them to double authenticate to like double stamp, is that what you're saying? So it's like it's like you're doing it through the state. Okay. You, 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 the, the state is being put on. The state is like a notice to the state, and then you go into the United States. So it's like you're doing the state level, and then you're hitting the the, uh, the international okay. level. Okay. So you're doing it twice. Right. So you, you know, okay. 
In what country did you use? I use I use I, Taiwan. I use Taiwan as well. Yeah. And I use, I use Taiwan, Taiwan because they're not a contracting they're not a contracting uh state with with the UN. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's 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 really good information. Wow. And they'll probably say, "What what state are you going to be doing business? Or you know, what place are you going to be doing business in?" And that's the same thing. You're going to say whatever it is that you're going to be doing business in. If if it's Taiwan, you're just going to give them something. They don't care whether you're making it up. They just need to hear something. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they can put it down. Yeah, to make it international. Yes. Okay, that's that's a good idea. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just making sure that that's correct. They're like um, that makes makes a lot of sense, and that's why. Uh, okay, I just got a text from brother uh, Asir. He said he's uh, on his way right now uh, to come online. But that's what brother Asir was saying is to authenticate it through Haiti, and so Haiti doesn't do. They're not recognized by the UN either. Is that correct? That's correct. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. What about the Dominican Republic? Is right? Yeah, the Dominican, Dominican Republic is another uh, They're on the other side of the island of Haiti. Right. So one side would be and one side wouldn't, because they're both colonies. Well, uh, Haiti, no, you know what? Let's see, Haiti broke off, but uh, Dominican Republic, I don't know if they're, I'm not sure exactly who they're under. Are they under the same? I think they they independent. They rescinded? No, I said I think they independent. They're independent. Okay. No. When, when, did they, when did that happen? When did they come What's to that? independent states and not a colonies? When did they break off? I was. I, I could be mistaken. Yeah, I don't think so because in Haiti is tied to the U.S. That's why they keep that thumb down on Haiti. They're still a colony. Hold on, you saying you said you are you saying that Haiti is a colony or, or, or Dominican Republic? Both. No, <laughs> I don't think Haiti is, bro. When did the US let them go then? What year? They no, they've been they've been separated ever what before what Papa Doc? That was whenever he was in. I'm I'm no. pretty sure they're not part of it. I mean I could be wrong. Yeah, no, they they put Papa Doc in power. They put Papa Doc and Baby Doc. Remember, it's Papa Doc and Baby Doc. And, yeah, cause one, the, if you remember, the U.S. once had troops in Haiti. And from, for 30 years, they had troops in Haiti. I think it was from 1919 up until the 30s or 40s, they had troops in Haiti. I'm going to look that up on the uh, 
if yeah, Haiti we, is part of the UN. But this Taiwan seems like that's a good deal too. I, I, but yeah, I don't think they gave up the territorial rights to that yet. But they, they sure, you know, they sure keep Haiti poor. I mean, how do you go from being the richest country in the world because they were the biggest producers to uh, once the revolution started <laughs> to go to one of the poorest countries? I mean, I know the, the Clintons. <laughs> the answer to that question is the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes. The Clintons, were that million dollars that was uh, 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 they, they put together for the relief, and the Clintons got most of that billion. Yeah. Here here it goes. Haiti was admitted on the on the twenty fourth of, of October nineteen forty five. So um yes, they, they are they are part of it. Okay, so Taiwan's not though. Okay. So we'd rather use Taiwan than Haiti. Taiwan probably uh Someone said they use Morocco. Yes, they do. That's the one I use. Okay. And they're not part of the UN either? Or? I'm looking it up, and I know Taiwan is not, but let me go to the M section. Okay. Mali, Mali is, uh, but when you talk about Morocco, Morocco, no, Morocco is not. Okay, good. Is one. information we can share? Someone shuffling around. Any other information? <clears throat> so what, what is the next step after the long-form birth certificate? What would be the next step? Uh, I guess we'll get ready to find that out in a few minutes. <laughs> okay. The brother's on his way. I guess we'll find that out in a few minutes. Right. Okay. Well, maybe it's the county name change thing. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, county name change. Okay. Uh, We're on it. That's it. We're on it. I'm getting my fresh fish coming to Morocco. Okay. Okay. So has anyone accepted that? The county name commission. Has anyone wow. accepted that? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, wow. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no, behind you. Tall, uh, anything off of the fridge, off to the left.
kind of talking blind to you, so if you can let me know what it is you like to go specifically. Brother, I see Okay. Someone, someone has to check their background noise because when all the phones are muted, we can hear the brother. Yeah. If everyone gets so muted, we can't hear them. Right. And it's just like it's, it's just, we, we can't make out what he's saying because of. Okay. So, I don't know what you guys want to do. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm still hearing a little bit of okay. background noise. Okay. Okay. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. You're hearing a lot of okay. background noise. Okay, well, I got the headphones on, so I don't know. Okay. Well, basically, um, I function as a private conference. So, uh, uh, maybe in 2013, 2014, back in the 50s, yeah, I don't know if that's a mistake. Maybe I could call the brother and he come in to the, the he could like bring me in the, the call as opposed to maybe calling him directly. Maybe that's it. Maybe you can be his brother. Maybe he should call somebody to have him bring him into the call. Mm, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm just trying to think. Um, I would. We'd have to actually bring him. Um, sorry. All right. Let me try to talk with the headphones out. Maybe, maybe that'll help. Hold on. Okay. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. Loud clear. Yeah. Better? That's a lot better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's a little better then? Crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. Right. Magnificent. So, ex- excellent. Well, I ain't never seen technology make things easier, so at least we figured <laughs> that out. Uh, so, so, for those people, you know, just meeting or whatever, uh, Islam introduction to you. Uh, I've been um, doing this for almost 20, 20 years now. Uh, so it's only been the last, I would say, since 2013. Well, really, since 2000, uh, things started to get more direct. And then by about 2008, a lot of things started clicking for me in terms of uh, 
understanding how things work. And so I started to uh, aggressively uh, pursue remedies that I saw working. But uh, I realized that um, most of the, if not 90% of the information that more are putting out there about it, a lot of it's wrong. Not because uh, the moors are wrong, but because they've been taught wrong by dirty moors who are actually Freemasons posing as moors to move them into options that they didn't really need to be resonating on. So around 2013, I had a group of students that I had been uh, instructing for about four or five years before that who were invited to Chicago at convention and they were raised up as sheiks. And then once they became sheiks, they decided that uh, the, the more that brought them over, he was the, the last and only self-appointed sultan. And he uh, tasked them with establishing a sultan of the government, central government that could act on behalf of all Moors, both declared, undeclared, in the temple and not in the temple. So uh, those Moors who, under Muslim customary law, uh, were now a caliphate, which is a centralized government of, a, of anointed sheiks, they then approached me with taking the position of being anointed to the position of sultan. So after about a month of deliberation, I agreed to take on that anointing and then started to work on establishing the, the sultanate, the Almanacanos Estados, which is the government or central government for us as Moors. So me as Sultan, I received the charter from the Moorish Science Temple of America to establish the Sultanate Yalmanakanos Estados. And then once that charter was established, then through 1099, we then established the Sultanate Yalmanakanos Estados, which is the government established by the Sultan. And then we went on an aggressive uh, acknowledgement uh, tour, I guess, whereas we hit up everybody and the people in the powers that be, the so-called powers that be, the colonial powers, to let them know that we were taking an empire out of interregnum and that our sultanate was going to act as a central government for more, both private and public, both foreign and domestic, whether they down with it or not. And if there was anything wrong with what we were doing, let me know. So I told him I was in receipt of the letter that my predecessor, who was Sultan Mohammed ibn Abdullah Il, in 1791, he received the letter from Washington. So I got a certified copy of that letter and then accepted it as the new sitting uh, head of state. And... Uh, they wrote me back and was like, yeah, we acknowledge the whole thing. You're right. It's all good. We don't have jurisdiction to really talk to you about any of what you're talking about, but we understand your concern. So here's a case file number uh, that's, that's enshrined in the USCIS, which is above all of the Homeland Security, all these different agencies. They all sent it to the USCIS. So this way, this this case now can act as a, a inference number for you to be able to list, you know, who's down with you, who's this, who's that. So after that was established, I established a consulship 
let them know that the console was back over through our Imperial Farm mission. And that I was going to be helping Moors get a national passport and stuff like that properly. And, uh, and so they was like, word, that's all good. And so since then, I've been functioning as a console. So while we've been doing things to build the government and all that stuff up in the private sector, before I bring people into that or any of the, the, uh, it's, you know, the, the MSTFA that we established to do all of that, before I bring people or whatever into that, my goal is to establish them or get them to be established as their, as temples themselves, as nationals themselves, as uh, an estate trust themselves. So that way now we can practice group economics and then now when I hit you, now let's say you want to come into the government or come into a temple or whatever, I can refer you to a reputable one that's not caught up in all of the drama. And you won't have to rely on them to receive and get your nationality and things like that straight because you already will have it. And the best part, like I said, is that the devil is the same one who now is co-signing the whole So he's opening up the way for you to do it. So I don't give paperwork out because paperwork really has nothing to do with with uh, your nationality. Uh, whereas malls are telling you to challenge jurisdiction and things like that, I'm of the opinion that we were never citizens of the United States to begin with. We were never 14th Amendment citizens. We were never slaves imported from Africa. So if we were never any of those things, then these people never had jurisdiction. So therefore, the jurisdiction that they manufactured was based upon us based upon them trying to denationalize us, which actually was an act of war, which then means that we're not slaves. We're actually ex-prisoners of war who, now that the war is over, are going back to their country of origin. Our country of origin is Maghreb al-Aqsa, a.k.a. Morocco, North Central South America, anything west of Mali. Uh, So because we are in the empire, all kingdoms have to be have to submit. So uh, the goal is to get as many more perfected as possible. Get you help get your estates and everything straight. And then once that's done, now I can offer you you know application to government, application to a temple of your choosing. You know a good reputable temple, so you're not out there paying dues for five hundred one c three. And then at the same time, now you get the benefits that go with that such as living under treaties. We as American citizens, we all supposed to be under treaties because treaties is the highest law of the land. But they don't want to acknowledge the treaty because then I would acknowledge the fact that you're not what they say you are. But once you put yourself in a position to be what you are, then they can't say that you're not that. So what I do is I help people individually on a person-to-person basis establish these things by using the paperwork and stuff that's already out there. When the proper Nubal Jali did everything that he did, if you really do the knowledge to how he did it, he used the form when he went to the to the to the clerk that day to file a ten ninety nine, he didn't create a ten ninety nine in his house and then went and then filed it with a whole bunch of other documents. He used the document that was already there. And we still using that document to do everything we're doing. So that shows you that Technically, everything we need to do is already there. However, Moors want to make themselves into being a prophet 
you see, and make themselves into being what he said that he did or didn't do. And therefore, they, they create more obstacles for themselves instead of using the stuff that's already there. So what I do is help people do that. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What would be the difference in me be getting my Wachita national citizenship and being a Moor? What would be the difference? If I'm accepted into the Yamasi or the Wachita, what would be the benefit of not being with them compared to being with the Moor? What would be the benefit? Um, the Washita, in order for them to establish themselves as being a Washita, they used seals from the Morisai Temple to do it. When you look at the very first stuff that Prince Tupac, blessed the dead, did, all a lot of and Veridis did, a lot of it had Morisai Temple of America seals on it. That's because the Morrison Temple of America, the Divine and National Movement. The Morrison Temple of America is one thing. The Divine and National Movement, for people that don't know, is the organ back to the old Moorish Empire. It's a placeholder for the Moorish Empire. The Washita were infiltrated uh, in the late 80s, and uh, their movement was destroyed during Katrina. When the empress put out that whole proclamation that they need to get off the land and all that, they was going to do it. And it came down now to right when they was about to leave, they decided to test her resolve. And that's when they they attacked her people by blowing the levee. When they saw that she couldn't defend her people after putting all of that stuff in there, they listed all her people as refugees. Remember that? Remember they was calling all the Katrina people refugees? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, right? Yep, yep. So what that did was that put y'all that put the Washtar into a into a uh, refugee status. Therefore, because their empress was was uh, basically abdicated to death, and because they had no way of actually protecting their people, they then under the United Nations international law went into a sense a sense of refugee ship, and therefore fell back under the jurisdiction of colonial government. The Yamasi, when they first started. That's dope. They could do a lot of stuff they did, but Dr. York established them first as a record label. So I don't know if they fixed that or not, but the prob- the point is this. The Washita, that's part of what you are, yes, indeed, but their nationhood is somewhat under uh, direct wardship now of the U.S., based upon the attack of Katrina, based upon the fact that they couldn't defend their own citizens. And then they dispersed them throughout the country. Right? And that's what they did. Then they started trying to kill them by putting them in the asbestos trailers. Remember that? Yep. Sure. So all of that means that the Washington has had a state of war with the United States, but they have not actually declared that. So... They really, in a sense, have don't necessarily have the standing that they could have because they haven't consolidated themselves again as a power base since the attack. What I'm talking about is turning your physical body into 
the more sign temple of America. Which then makes it which then makes you now in a perpetual state of Morocco. Because the state of Morocco is a perpetual ecclesiastical state. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Being in a perpetual state of Morocco means that you are always in Morocco. So wherever you are, you're in Morocco because Morocco is a manifestation of your birthright, nationality, and inheritance. So you wearing a fez is like you wearing a flag at the top of your head. You understand? Mm -hmm. So what I do is turn you into a, help you establish a general post in the name of your, your temple as the temple. And now, uh, everything that you're doing in terms of being tax exempt and all that stuff is justified because you're operating from the private to the public, not the public to the private. So we as most can never be sovereign citizens because sovereign citizens are patriots. Those are Caucasian people. So if they try to label you that, that's a form of them trying to denationalize you, which means that you have grounds for a claim, suit against them. You understand? Yes, yep. So what I'm talking about doing is establishing your, creating a delineation between you and the fiction that they've been using. Then taking the fiction, turning that into a, uh, an executive and ecclesiastical trust and a state that you, that you administer everything, excuse me, a trust that you administer everything through your private estate that's foreign to the U.S. Then because you are more American, you're a foreign national. If you're foreign to the corporate U.S., so that means then that your your estate, meaning the old name now, has been turned into an estate trust for you to administer through. And the administration of that trust, even though it came out of the United States, is now under the jurisdiction of Al Maghreb Al Aqsa, aka Morocco, being that you're a Moorish American and a part of the empire. Then what we do is we put the, the, the devil on notice through the IRS that you are actually domiciled and all your assets are domiciled in the Mauritian Empire. So now the IRS know that. You understand? So when you fill out that W-8 Ben instead of the W-2 and it asks you for the treaty rights, now all the treaty rights there is in, are in actual effect, which means you're walking around here as an American citizen who can enforce the Constitution based upon the treaty rights that exist for you based upon you accepting them through your name correction, which is the first declaration. Everybody understand that? Yes, sir. Yep. Point it, point it, point it. Okay, Someone had a question. Please go ahead. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, brother out there, um, we've got one brother that's got his birth certificate long form. Um, and he has his already authenticated, but he has uh, Morocco on there. Is, is that okay? Oh, and he did what? He, on his on his authenticated birth certificate, long form, his has his is um, authenticated to Morocco. And not to Haiti. Yeah, that was is, is that a back in the days. But Morocco since then joined the Hague. So okay. you'd be better to do it. You would be better to do it in the future. What you do? Go online and type in non-Hague countries, and they'll okay. give you a list. If you okay. apply, if you do a country, if you try to authenticate the certificate, and you do a country that's in the Hague, they're not going to give you a birth. They're not going to give you authentication. They're going to give you an apostille. You don't want the apostille. Because that says that you were party to the bankruptcy. 
you want things authenticated outside countries. That's not a part of the bankruptcy. That's why you do non-Haiti, right? So you could do Haiti. You could do Mauritania. See what I'm saying? You could do a bunch All of different right. places. But they got to be outside the Hague Convention. Islam, thank you. That 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 definitely need to be um, verified. Thank you, brother. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I have a question. What's up, bro? What What year uh, uh, did Morocco join the Hague? What year was that? Uh, I think that was 2015. Hmm. That's interesting. And I know it's true because when I sent something to get authenticated to Morocco, then when they sent me the joint back. They ripped off my authentication. Whoa. So I was heated. I was, you know, I called breaking. Like, how y'all going to deface my document? Blah, 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 blah. They said, oh, well, at the time that you sent it in, you wanted to do it. But Morocco is part of the Hague now, so we can't let that rock. Wow. So I was like, true. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I found, um, I went online and found Mauritania and Haiti and all that. So then I, as soon as I got it, sent it right back, and they sent it back authenticated. See what I'm saying? So yes, it ain't their fault. Right. Because right. well, then I, right I, after I, that, Morocco joined the African Union again after not being in the African Union. Okay. But you got to remember, Morocco, that place over there has nothing to do with you outside the fact they share your, they share the name. They share the corporate name of Morocco, which spelled with an O. We are Imperial Moors. Therefore, the Morocco that we're part of is spelled with an A, Morocco. That's why the country code for Morocco is M-A, not M-O. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, so those of us that's in the empire know we're supposed to be spelling it with an A. Mm. So every more that's spelling it with an O is putting themselves outside the jurisdiction of America. They're hooking themselves up with the kingdom, the foreign kingdom that's ruled by the Hagarines, a.k.a. the Arabs. Okay, okay. So this, uh, but their kingdom this, is in our dominion, is in our empire. Okay. Question. Mm-hmm. You were saying that uh, Morocco joined the Hague in uh, 2015, and that's when this, right. this particular birth certificate was authenticated in 2015. So I, I guess the Yes, you're probably going to have to do another one. Okay. At the time that you got the certificate, it wasn't a part of that. You understand? So you can hold it like that. But if you send it that shit to them people to do something, they might not accept it because Morocco has switched their their jurisdiction, you see? So it would be better for you to do a new one to Mauritania. You understand? Yes, sir. So my goal is to establish as many moors as as being imperial as possible. So that's way now, we all now, y'all all got your full faith, y'all all got this, got that. We all got it and did it all the same way. Me as the consul is co-signing you when you send your application. I'm sending a consular document with you to say that you're a part of the empire. And then I'm telling you what to send with it to declare yourself as a national through through the filing. So they send you a national passport because they look identical for the most part but there's subtle differences that make them what they are so i help you basically establish that so now boom everybody's right now i can say okay 
as the head of the government, I can go to these people and say, look, all these people is down. We all down with the same thing. So that means all of the everybody that got accounts, everybody got estates, all your estates is going to be routed out to the same Federal Reserve Bank. That's how you know there's something going on with that. All more they get their stuff correct how I'm talking about, they get G's on the back of their Social Security cards. You get a G7 or a G8. It was G7 up until this year, and then they started upgrading the G8. That's because the G series represents the Federal Reserve Bank out of Chicago, where the profit basically established the private account for us as a generational skipping trust that matures during the eighth generation, which is what we are, which is where we are right now. We're the eighth generation of that. That's why he said it would take 80 years to know what I left you. Remember you said that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he set up a generational skip and trust, and it made us trustees when we become sheep. Say again, Noble? Oh, I, I apologize. It's all good. So when you become a sheik, you become a trustee of that estate. When you become, when you follow and do what I'm telling you to do, you all become beneficiaries of this estate because this is how you're supposed to do it. Remember, he said, imitate me and leave all old business old and do all new business in my name. Did he say that? Islam. So this is how you do it. As far as I know. So there could be a bunch of more telling you a bunch of different stuff. I, don't, I wouldn't know because I don't talk to none. I only know what's working and what has been working for us based upon us doing it like this. So I'm not saying it's not a better remedy. I'm not saying that this is the only remedy. I'm just saying that this is what has been working for me and the 40-plus people I done helped get their stuff so far. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not out here trying to promise dreams to people. I'm not out here trying to tell you that, you know, you don't have to do this or that. I'm just saying that if you do it like this, you have more control over your over your finances and everything else. Because now no business is done through you. It's done through your estate. Your estate is now listed as a disregarded entity to the United States. Therefore, all of the monies and everything that's attached to it, now you become the beneficiary and you can start to open up the channels for you to get the money out of that. However, slow and steady win the race. That's why I don't even get to that part of the game until people get the, the basic stuff straight first. So here's a question. So how, how does this affect no stop, no detain? How does that affect that? Uh, you already get on it. You have to automatically get on it because now you become a private citizen. All of that's about you being private. So yep. after we go through all of this and then you, you know, you get all your ducks in a row, then, you know, I have an injunction or another type of document that you basically send the governor, the provost, marshal, the powers that be, that they got to put you on this joint based on this, this, and that. That's why one of the steps we do is that after you get your private trust and everything established, boom, then you, I have you go down to the DMV and then put your car into your private trust because they, the, they got the forms for you to do that right there, but nobody asks for them. So everybody leaves their car registered in the state, and then that leaves it public, and now they got means to mess with you, where all you got to do is go register your estate to your private trust that you, the eel and bay, is the, is the executor of. That's automatically do not detain, because they can't break into a trust, can they? Nope. Don't they have what they call antitrust laws for that? Yes. So if your vehicle is registered to a private trust, how's the state going to get money off? They can't. 
And then, boom, when you set up your insurance and all of that, and now you put the insurance in the free national name and all that, and then you uh, say that the cars are part of an ecclesiastical organization, because it is, because you're a Moor, right? So as a Moor, you're part of the Moor Science Temple, right? You are the Moor Science Temple, right? Because yep. no one say that Allah live in the heart, right? Yep. Don't Allah break down the arm, leg, leg, arm, head, right? Yep. Then I'm gonna have you. Then I'm gonna have you turn your PO box into where you receive mail. So let's say if your name John Smith Bay, I'm gonna have you set up the PO box where it's John Smith Bay receiving mail, care of Morrison Temple of America, the Divided National Movement. So now you tax exempt. So now everything you're doing, you're doing ecclesiastically. You don't even get mail. The, you get the mail, but the temple is receiving the mail for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, according to the books, you don't even make money. All the money you get go back to Allah. So that means you always got to get money back. Oh, oh man. Because right? you take a vow of chivalry, poverty, and chastity. Because you're also a knight of the empire. You're also an emissary of the empire, right? Yeah, so wow. Don't you got to protect the empire? Don't you got to protect Allah? Don't you got to protect the, the, the moors that's, that's sending you correspondence to get guidance you got to do that right so now you got to get a hammer <laughs> right you got to get a hammer now and now the hammer <laughs> registered to the temple right and then the temple got you listed as a postmaster right so now you got to receive mail on behalf of the temple so now police stop you hey i'm i'm a postmaster on my way to deliver the mail you try to stop me i gotta kill you because now you're trying to steal all my property you can't do that <laughs> right <laughs> See, it's chestnut checkers. Everything you do is supposed to justify the next thing you do. Whereas these boys got you basically saying that you're down with them, so they have the right to do this, but the them that you're a part of is actually a 501c3. So you're still down with them. So they still have right to come to you, but if you're totally private, what they going to say? If you cancel the DMV contract, how they going how they going to do business with you? Everything they do is through contract. It's a business. So what I have you do, go down, you flip your information, you take yourself off the donor, the donor, um, the organ donor section of the DMV. Then you put your car into a private trust. Then you put your name, your free national name on the actual joint. Then as you have that now, the car is registered privately now, boom, you're good. Then I have you order an international driver's permit from Hawaii. Then when you get the driver's permit, right, so we just get in the state ID and stuff to help get the passport. Because if the state say that you are more on the ID, now the government got to say it too, right? Right. So then, boom, <laughs> while we use the state ID to get the passport joint, then how we flip it is when the passport joint come in, we rocking with that. DMV joint come in, we rocking with that. You mail off the IDP shit, get it back from Hawaii. Now you got it back from Hawaii. Now you take the, the, the DMV license back down to the DMV and cancel the contract with them and tell them to put this the, this international driver's permit on their file as what you're using. So now it's all private. Now it's all private. Now you don't cancel the contract so they can't tax you for nothing. And then, boom, you, you switched it. Remember Indiana Jones when the nigga was about, when Indiana Jones was about to take the idol off the, off the, um, the pedestal, but he had to yep. put 
like a, a, a thing of sand there to, to flip the weight. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what you're doing. So now, boom, you done flipped the weight on it. You gave them back their bullshit ID, right? <laughs> now you functioning from an international dollar permit that they recorded <laughs> that you <laughs> So now what they going to say? So now when they ask for ID and they run your shit, what happened? They go back, the car go back to a private trust, right? And the organization attached to it not only is a private trust, but it's also an international driver's permit out of Hawaii, which is a republic outside of the United States. <laughs> so how can they give you tickets? How can they lock you up? How can they sell you down with them? Because wow. you canceled the contract. But you, you're still playing the game because you're still using a license. This just ain't the type they like. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So they can't say that you don't have one that they don't recognize, do they? Because you let them know you was doing it. <laughs> right? That's the beauty of it. When you go right to these crackers and tell them exactly what you're doing, what they're going to say. Yeah. Okay. So, again, I'm trying to get more to play the game to win. Not, yes, not, not yes, playing the game. Uh, no, it's not. Hey, uh, let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. I, I missed what you said. You said the insurance. You put the insurance in. I missed that part. You put your insurance you put the, in. You take the insurance out for your car under your truck. Under the truck? Under your truck. The trust, the 9 eight trust that you got, that's why you got it. Okay. So now when you get the insurance, you're not using it. You're not setting up the insurance based on your Social Security card. You're doing okay. it based on your 9 eight trust. So how can they have okay. jurisdiction with, over you when you don't even use your real, your direct name to do it? Okay. Everything you're doing is through your estate and your trust. It ain't you. Right? All right. I didn't catch that part before. Okay, thanks. When then, you do uh, things in your direct name, you're in trouble. Everybody know in this country, this country is a corporation. So everything that got to be done with it got to be done through somebody else's name. You got to become the authorized representative of the slave so that way you don't be counted as a slave. It just so happens that your nationality is a Moorish American, and that that means that you was here for over seventy five thousand years. So you here before all of this shit. More, yeah. you can even you can you can you can order that you can go to museums, and when they talk about the original Indians and these people like that. You can get certified copies of things like the Born Stone that Hanno Bay wrote and the Born Society established that basically was a a stone that annexed this part of the world back to the old Carthaginian, which is the Moorish Empire. You can get a certified copy of that and use that as as evidence of title to North Central South America. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And what they're gonna say? What they're gonna say? You're not that. That's not you. They can't do that. The only people that come out and say that you're not Moors is black people. White people don't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> to the point that when after you do what I'm talking about doing, you put your status on your social security card as white. Because in order to be white in this country, you got to be North African. Is George Bush North African? <laughs> so how is he white? Right. Is Rudolph Giuliani white? Is he North African? No. So how he white? Because he playing. He, he's sitting in the seat because you're not. In order to be white, 
in this society, you have to be of North African ancestry. Right. North Africa is Morocco, if you ain't know. So that trumps that. So if you're the only one with a North African name on it, that means you're too a white man. You understand? Same yep. thing. You get to be Hispanic too. You know why? Because the sword that the that the Romans used to use was called the Hispanicus Gladius. And the Romans were Moors because they grew up under the Carthaginians. And then after, and then in the year 1526, a Moor, who was the king of England, who was also the emperor of the Incas, a Moor named Charles V, put out a decree and said any Moors that dwelled and lived in lands that were conquered could be known and, and recognized as Spaniards. So that means you Spanish. So that when we talk about the Spanish Empire, we talk about the we talk about the reorganized Moorish Empire. You understand? Yep. Then then they started calling those Spaniards Frenchmen. You understand? Then they started calling those Frenchmen wild Irishmen. That's why the, everybody hates the Irish. But they don't talk they ain't talk about the white Irish people, they talk about the Moors. You went from a Moor to a Spaniard to a Frenchman, to a wild Irishman, to an Indios Almarcanos, to an American Indian, to an Amerind, to a black, to a Negro, to a nigger, you see what I'm saying? To an African American, to a black American, <laughs> to a coon, you see what I'm saying? Uh. But, but the original context <laughs> is still there. Meaning at any point in the game, you can go back to the original jurisdiction, the original name that you called yourself. <laughs> you understand? There's a book, if you don't believe me, there's a book called Wild Irishman and Frenchified Indians. Get the book. This is why you can do it. This is why you can claim to be American Indian. This is why they used to tell you you got Indian in your family. Because the Indians were the Moors. They were the Muslims that was domestic to America. So the Cherokees, the Chicksaws, the Choctaws, the Muscogee, the Panahasawa, the Lenape, the Renape, the all of those are Moors. That was the mess. Question. Question. Islam. Yes, sir. Uh, could you please repeat the name of the book again? Wild Irishmen. Excuse me. Wild, yeah, Wild Irishmen and Frenchified Indians. <laughs> wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you. There's an act of law that says always produces remedy. If you are in a statutory society, you can't have no remedy. So there may not be a remedy for niggas that get killed, but there's definitely a remedy for moors that get killed that's not down with the with the bullshit. Person to person. And then my retainer is not for nationality. That's for the five months, five to six months is going to have to take you to, to shepherd you through this correctly. And like I said, it's all private. So it's really about my time. You, hit, you get me on retainer. You call me. I hit you back within, and the brother knows, he'll tell you. I hit you back within 24, 48 hours, you call me. Yeah. That's, the, that's the agreement. 
I can, you know, I'm I can tell you 100 I'm you down with a bunch of paperwork and shit like that. No. I'm going to send you a couple of templates that you're going to use to establish the ownership over the certificate. This is what I want everybody to do. Go online to a website called G as in God, M as in Master, E as in Equality, I as in Islam, GMEIUtility.com. G-M-I utility? G-M-E-I utility.com. Okay. All right. Check. So go on that website. It used to be you could just go on and type in your information, but now I think you got to join it. So register with the website. Then after you register with the website, you're going to get your social security number, and you're going to type it into the search engine and press go. What you're going to see is about a file, about 80 to 100, 200 different companies all over the world right now using your social security number. You're going to make a list of all of them companies, meaning you're going to, you're going to print out all of them companies, take it down to Office Max and, and put it in like a, have them print it and put it in like a little book. That's going to be the book now that you use in the future to start to get your money back from all them companies. Wow. Double wow. So what you're going to wow. do, you're going to type in your social security <laughs> number in it, right? You're going to type the social security number in it. Then you're going to type in your birth, your authenticated birth certificate number in it. So you're going to get two different filings. You understand? So when I did it, I had about 150 pages. Okay. All over the world. So that's just with your social and your birth certificate number. All right. So you're going to do that, so that way after you do all of this stuff, then now you can go and start to claim that shit. Start writing these niggas letters and tell them they got to pay you out. Wow. What's the return for them? But you see, that's why you're about to take from. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, again, you you don't have no money. Right. Remember? You don't have no money. Everything belongs to Allah. So you're just mm-hmm. there to administer Allah's kingdom on earth, right? Right? So right. True. whatever's in there, y'all got to give yeah. it up. Right. And then they're supposed to forward that to your private trust account, right? And then your private trust account is already established because you got a G8 or G7 on the back of your joint. So now you know exactly where to open up your Federal Reserve account. Ain't that a private bank? With, with the WA being bank, attached right? to it? There you go. Ain't, ain't the Federal Reserve Bank private? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Right. But only eels and bays get G's on their joint. You understand? Because the prophet set up the generational skipping trust out of Chicago. So that's where they got to route all of the more shit out. Oh, so 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 the G the G is the Federal Reserve Bank in Chicago. Yes. That's why Islam. when you look at the clock of destiny, right, they have the symbols over the word Islam. And over the A, I believe, there's a G and a 7, right, in the, in the, yep. the six-pointed star, ain't it? Right. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Islam. So when these moors talking about we G'd up, I G5, <laughs> I'm G7. <laughs> See what they're doing? See, hey. you playing games with you? Most definitely. Absolutely. 
because everybody want to be the prophet. But what they don't understand is that the prophet became us. Mm. He gave up his essence so we could be him. So our so your more assigned temple of America is in your is is vested in Allah, which is your arm, leg, leg, arm, head. That's why he said that all the temples had to be closed down after 1929. That's why you ain't never seen a temple actually do shit for niggas since then. Mm-hmm. Because he turned us into the temples. He turned us into the divine national movement. So now we practice uh, economics with, with each other. So that's why I'm saying. Go back and read your Circle 7 Quran, man. Go back to chapter 47. What is it? Chapter 47. The temple. Ayat 14. Verse 14. It says that we, each one of us, is supposed to establish our own government in conjunction with the laws and customs of the Prophet Ubudu Ali, not the Morrison Temple of America. Two different things. Yes. The Morrison Temple of America is like Charles Xavier's school for the gifted youngsters. That's what it's there for. It's for us to get yep. knowledge and become the X-Men, right? So that way now we can go out and then establish and then become Apocalypse and the rest of these niggas to make everything in our image. That's what it's there for. Now, now you can properly defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Because ain't no crackers. And then how I'm talking about doing it, they co-sign you doing this from the door. So how can they come out after and say that you're not a more? They can't. The only people that's going to try to stop you from doing this shit is blacks and other mores. That's why you don't ever see me on TV with none of these niggas. <laughs> that's why, you don't, that's why they, don't, they act like I'm not even here. Because they know. In the end, they all gonna have to come come back home, man. They all gonna have to give it up. Well, I can say this, brother, is that you have mad respect. I tell you that in the community. Thank you, Noble. Thank you, Noble. Hey, brother. But you know how I got it? Speak. By not fucking with these dudes. Excuse my language. By not fucking with Moors. That's how I got it. By not dealing with them. And I don't mean like more like you. I mean like the main, the people that's out there, the ones that's supposed to be the luminaries of the Moorish community. Yeah. I know all of them, but I don't really deal with none of them. Because out of it, keep it real with you, I'm like one of the only ones that's not a Freemason. Anytime you have a Freemason involved with anything you're doing, it's suspect. <laughs> not because I don't like not because I have a problem with masonry. I have no problem with masonry. Because that's our science. I have a problem with Freemasonry and the Luciferian contracts attached to it. I have a problem with more saying that they Moors, but then on Thursday nights they go in the lodge and shit. Mm-hmm. That's like being a down low homo to me. It's the same thing. Because <laughs> keep it real, that's the, that's the highest ritual you can do in that shit. It's true. Uh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So hey, we've established situations where if there are Masons, they want to get right, they have to go through a prayer of release. Because the only people that can abscond a Mason and take a Mason out of that death oath is a more. So I had mm-hmm. to have the old ritual that was done back so when, they was, when the Moors was turning the privateers into Mozarab. So Mozarab is a white Christian slave who converted and agreed to fight for the Moors. So, uh, and a Mameluke or a janitary. So, 
that same prayer that we was using back then to do that, I didn't help maybe three, four more who was Masons out of that. They got to give up the apron. They got to do the whole shit. They got to write a letter, a resignation. Like, we not playing because the only way this going to work is by not having nobody that's down with this shit on the tape. And if you got a Freemason in your midst, he's informing on you. <laughs> Period. The he's nature informed. of Who's he informing Freemason, to? he's informing to his worshipful master. And then his worshipful master mean? takes that, his worshipful master then takes that to his supreme potentate. Then the supreme potentate takes that to the white correspondent that he has in the white lodge, the white male lodge. And then the white male lodge decide what they're going to do. And if they're going to ritually kill you, then they let the worshipful master know. And then they start to set up the ritual up. Brother Altier, can I ask you one thing? Mm-hmm. Will you explain um, for people that are in, let's say, an organization that's claiming to be a pseudo-government, how easy it is to actually get out of that said pseudo-government? A government... For it to be a government, you have to have some sort of international correspondence. So if the person who's claiming that you are a government does not have any type of correspondence recognizing that gov that's that government from the occupational government, then it's not a government. It's a 501c3. Therefore, you have no obligation to it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to McDonald's, you're not joining McDonald's. McDonald's is a 501c3. <laughs> So is uh, so is so are all the NBA teams. They all five one C threes. Yep. So you don't you don't owe no five one C three no obligation as a government. Especially if they weren't clear with the organization with the organizing protocols before you join. So any so any oath of office or or any state oath that you took with that pseudo government, really all you need to do is just sign a what is it called a resignation? Is that it? You could do well. A resignation letter says that you a resignation letter is statutory. Okay. Whereas a letter a rescission of signature that's what you do. Rescission right. signature on everything. Okay. It said that I was. I was not under the full disclosure of how this thing works. So I'm removing my signature from any and all thing, and therefore I've resolved myself of all oaths. And then if you want to really be real, say that I consulted I consulted the, the sitting sultan of Morocco, and he wholeheartedly agreed with my choice. <laughs> then it's a wrap. Then it's a wrap. What they going to say? What are you going to say? Look at that like this. How can you do – I knew a more named Tafik who was with the um, Yamasi shit when I met him. He's a good brother, but I knew something was up when this nigga showed me that he was doing I, he was doing IDs and he was putting the the um, the um logo for the damn uh, Department of Justice on his shit. I said, more you get these IDs to niggas, they're going to jail. <laughs> nah, more you know, we're a part of that, blah, blah, blah. So needless to say, after a bunch of niggas went to jail, he, he had to stop using the card. See what I'm saying? Yep. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So again, I'm talking about the path of least resistance. I'm I'm not saying the other things don't work. Then I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about trying to be right, exact, and correct. And the only way I know how to do that is through deline- creating the delineation between you and the fiction, turning the fiction into an estate slash trust, fully delving into your, your actual nationality as a, as in dwelling in the perpetual state of Morocco and the Moroccan Empire, and then establishing yourself in ecclesiastical temple so that way you can function from the perspective of being tax-exempt. And now whatever monies you pay for, you're always paying on behalf of the empire. Therefore, you're never taxable. Therefore, you're always getting money back in the form of a refund. You understand? So now your green line of credit, everything goes up. So, you know, white people got good credit. So now you listen as a white man, what's going to happen to your credit? It's going to go up. (laughs) Then you're going to fax everything to the international. You're going to do the, see, they they talk about the SF-181, the ethnicity and race. But Moors don't know how to use that. You're supposed to fax that to the Bureau of Land Management. Once it's filled out properly, the Bureau of Land Management and the International Social Security Office, International Social Security Exchange. So this now means that when you travel across the world now, you look at it as a white man. Not just here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jewels. So now my credit got to get right because white people got great credit. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, like it's not even just how it works. Now you got a perpetual state. Now you go. Now you can apply for shit and just get shit. Now I'm, after you do all of that, then we're gonna create your 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 ethnicity and uh, excuse me, your uh, affidavit of identity, domicile and distinction, genetic identity, domicile and distinction. Then you're gonna step to the BIA and tell them niggas, look, man, free up my free up my account. Y'all niggas got accounts for me. But you can't give it to me like an Indian. You got to give it to me as a as a indigenous person. Because I'm a Moor. It means I got a nationality. So now they got to start breaking you off. All that money they're giving to the Indians, they got to give it to you. But they can't give it to you like an Indian. They got to give it to you as a Moor. It's totally mm. different. You know what I'm saying? So now everything justifies everything else. So then when they check, they're going to be like, well, what is his ethnicity and race form? We got that? Damn. Yeah, say that. Okay. Check his social security card. What does it say on that? Damn, he white, he Spanish, he American Indian. Damn, okay. Check his uh, okay. Go back and check the name claim. Did he do a declaration? That's damn, he did. Okay, well we got to do it. See? <laughs> now, sir, the post office box. I bet you get named in the old name. Damn, he's not. This visit to the Morrison Temple of America. Damn. See? Question. I have a question. I'm talking about being right, exact, and correct, not just right. Hello. Yes. Um, regarding the name change, can we choose the appellation that connects us to our ancestors? All right, y'all. That would be the ill or the bay, technically. I mean, like, the free national name is the name he was born with, with the ill or bay at the end. Now, you can change it to some Islamic sounding shit or whatever, but in my experience, it's always better when the name is reflective of the one that was already the estate. So, like, okay. so, so like, the name is John Smith. Instead of changing the name to uh, uh, Hotep Aunt Bay, I would change it to John Smith Bay. 
And then if you wanted to have like another, let's say, noble, more Afri- more you know, indigenous town and name, remember the prophet said we could be built ba- uh, bays or eels. So then get one of those names and get a temple card in that name, and now you can be that amongst the people. But when it comes to doing your business, you want it to be reflective of what you got in the state in. Okay. Oh, Islam. So that's like the spiritual name, Islam. Right, right. So remember, the tenant says that you're supposed to honor your, your mother and your father, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So the, the honoring them is honoring the name they gave you. You understand? Yeah. You can call yourself what you want. You can have your spiritual name amongst the Moors, and they call you that. But when it comes to, like, everybody know me as I fear, you know? I fear the Duke of Tears. But I wasn't born that. You understand? I was made a Duke by the late Empress and Quake, right? But I was born Prince Charles Rogers, so I had to just add ill to that. So everybody know me as I fear the Duke of Tears, but when it comes to paperwork, Prince Charles D.O. Rogers is, is, is getting the money. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Because <laughs> that's, that's the one that got an, attack, an account attached to it. Okay. Uh, just one thing uh, for, for all the new, um, everybody that's new on the line, I think we got five or six new uh, people on the line, uh, us here. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, just to make sure, it's about a five-month process, correct? Somewhere around there. I would say, barring barring any unforeseen legal protuberance, it's a, it's about a five six six month process. Okay, but everybody start the same way. We all start with the adult name change. All right, has to start with the name correction. But there's a certain declaration. The declaration that I give you to live, see what you're doing is you're going to go to the court, get an adult name change petition. Then you're going to take the petition and turn the petition into a declaration of nationality. You understand? That okay. automatically turns the petition into an Article Three declaration. You understand? What's up, King? That automatically turns it into an Article Three declaration, which makes it law, absolute. That's why they can't dispute it. And that and, that makes sense because Article Three is only that's the highest court, right? That's it. But again, remember, they can't give you a title nobility, though. You're going in okay. there to get a title nobility, Eel and Bay. So if they can't give it to you based on Title 13, how are you walking out with one? Correct. Because you're giving it to yourself. Because you've taken a petition, turned it into a declaration. Now that's an absolute legal fact. Now the judge <laughs> ceases being a judge and now becomes a, a clerk for the historical record. That's why when you actually show up for the hearing now, it's a whole different vibe. You go up in there, the judge is treating you like you the best thing since sliced bread. Because when he reads the declaration, he know that he can't give it to you, but he got to do it because you've given it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because he's still an officer of the court, right? Yep. All United States courts fall under the Judiciary Act of 1782. The Judiciary Act of 1782 says once a remnant or a member of the several states comes into a union society courtroom, the courtroom has to bend to the reflection of the of the, the individual from the several states. So 
That's you. So now they got to change it. Boom. He give you the name. Boom. Now you got that. Now now they all got to do what you want. That one moment he don't mind. Now they got to free it up, bro. Mm. Then boom. Once the judge give you that, now going to the Social Security and flipping everything else, everybody got to do what he say. But he doing what uh. you say. <laughs> but you playing the game. See, see, see it's a theater. I did a YouTube clip called The Theater of War. This is a theater. It's a game. It's a pageant. So you're giving him the illusion. You're letting everybody else in the court act like he's giving you the name. You're letting him go to it. But really, he knows. But he's acknowledging that you're letting him save face. So he got to give you what you want. Every morning that I've told to do this had the same experience. He said, more, I walked in there, and these people was treating me like I was the best thing in the world. Like, yeah, because this is how we're supposed to do it. This is, this is how you repatriate back to the empire and expatriate mm. out of the United States at the same time. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Mm. But it's you doing it. It's not, it's not somebody else. It's not you going to a website and downloading a bunch of paperwork. And then sending the paperwork off to niggas and then expecting these niggas to follow some shit that they don't already say they're not going to use. You see the difference? <laughs> yep. You are yeah. held not guilty or you are held guilty or innocent by what you say you're going to do. Not by what somebody else says. All right. So, like I said, what I do is function as console like that. Then what I would do is uh, the individual, every all the individuals on the phone, I would send you a non-disclosure agreement and an invoice. And then uh, you would send the non-disclosure agreement back. And then uh, when you're ready to start, we're ready to go. Wow. So what I would do is, being that uh, the brother John is a point person, to send me a list of everybody's name. I would do an individual invoice for everybody and non-disclosure agreement for everybody. I'd send it to the brother, and the brother sends it out to you. Then uh, we give you my individual, my number, and email address. And then um, when you guys are ready to start, the first thing you got to do is go get your adult name change petition from the county that you're in. Then after you get that, get the... Or order like two or three copies of your authenticated birth certificate for you and anybody else you're doing it with in your family. All right. And thank then uh, we take it from there. I, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to again, again to come and uh, check uh, check in on us, brothers and sisters. Hey, brother, I got one more question. What's up, bro? Uh, one of my friends said that you and your wife uh, owe him a dinner, my man Norris. He said we owe him a dinner? Yeah, he said you guys had invited him to dinner and then y'all moved to Florida before uh, your wife had invited oh, him to dinner. Go, oh, before we could go, before we could go. Yeah. Okay, man, that was back in 2008. <laughs> you know his brother's name? His brother Norris? Uh-huh. Norris yeah. Bronham, he's from Nepe. Turtle Creek. Yeah, his name again, I'm sorry. Uh, Norris um, Bronham from Turtle Creek, one of the Lenepis. Islam. 
Islam. I think I do remember speaking to that brother. It was like right yeah. there in 2008. But see, also oh, at wow. that time, that's when um I had to step away from all of that drama that was going on in New York. Sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, they had stepped to me. People don't know, but the backstory was is that they had stepped to me. I had reached such a level up there that uh they was looking for replacements because they knew I wasn't down with the with the with the tomfoolery. So uh, they had a grand meeting in which they invited me to, and they were talking about how they were going to set up the whole debate culture that took over the community. So I told them that I wasn't with it. So that's when they, the quiet blacklist started. So they stepped to me after that when I was on this panel for Africa Bambata. And then halfway through the panel, I realized that, bam, you know, I always knew he was a pedophile, but I didn't know mm. how deep it went at that time. Cause my father was in the music. I grew up kind of in the music industry too, so I already knew certain shit. So when I finally met Bam, I realized that the panel I was on was really like a psyop. They was looking to see what the people responded to, and that's what they was going to target. So I flipped the, the energy on that and put it all back on Bam. And then that was the last time like he ever spoke to me again, right? Him and Leonard Jeffries. I blew up Leonard Jeffries on this shit because I'm sitting next to this nigga, and he's talking about how great the boule and all this shit was. He had on his big, like, African garb and all of this shit. So he finished talking, and they asked me what I thought about what he said. And, you know, you know, I went in. So by the time I finished talking, this nigga had got up. Like, he left. He came back. He took off all that African shit. He was in, like, a T-shirt and, and jeans. Like. <laughs> right? So that's when somebody told me that, like, they're not really going to be fucking with you like that. So a little while after that, they stepped to me to debate SETI. It's before SETI blew up. So I said, well, I already knew they had him looking at my Hannibal tape. Because I only did two tapes with Sunnetta. The Unlocking History Mystery and the Hannibal thing. So based on what SETI was talking about with Hannibal, I knew that he had prepped him with, with that tape that I did. So that's why I said, well, you pay me five Gs, and I'll get on the thing with Andre. That's, that's SETI's real name, Andre. Because what I started doing around that time was started to research these people and find out that a lot of these people was on the tape. They were Freemasons. They was ex-people, like, from jail and kind of, like, had whole sentences, like, like commuted. And then they wind up on the street doing DVDs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking all these people work for the men. Like, like Tariq Nasheed, perfect example. He wanted them. If you go back and look, he did a, a clip with Michael Moore the documentary is where he acted like a pimp and was trying to go in there and pimp everybody in the Senate. But they had him pimping white women and shit. So I already knew that he was an agent. So when they said to me to debate SETI, I said, well, give me five Gs up front. And then I'll, I'll sit down with Andre and we'll go in. And he's like, well, why are you calling him? I said, because well, I know y'all niggas going to make money off of this thing. And I know what you're trying to do. Y'all trying to break up the morals. You're trying to make the morals look stupid by putting them on the TV with a Freemason. I said, because Andre's a Freemason, right? So from that point, Sanetta never spoke to me again. And then that's when they wound up getting Aileen. Aileen took the bait, and then that's when Aileen wound up debating SETI, and that's when he got his food ate, and then that's what ushered SETI into the community. Right? Wow. So initially, um, that's when that happened. So then that's when I stopped having to deal with the pills and Rashid, because, again, all of them was Freemasons. And they was involved in sexual rituals and shit, and I just wasn't down with none of that. 
So finally, the ultimate replacement was when they brought in Polite, who had been groomed by agents of uh, of CIA uh, when he was in jail for shooting that brother. And then that's when they um, used him and brought him in the community, and it's been all fucked up, excuse me, messed up since then. That is deep. Islam, I have one more question just for clarity. Islam. Yes, sir. Uh, so I just wanted to ask again, so this, this authenticated birth, uh, birth certificate that I'm holding right here in my hand now, it was authenticated in August of uh, 2015. So you're saying you mean that it's no good at all? I'm saying that that might work, but they might not accept it because it was done for Morocco, and since then Morocco's in the Hague. So they would have to accept it from the from the standpoint that Morocco wasn't in the Hague at the time that it was done. And usually they don't do that. Usually they just rip off the front page and tell you to do it again. So I will hold on to that one, but I would get a new one. And authenticate that to Morocco, excuse me, Mauritania or Haiti or something. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Not a problem, man. So what you would do for those people interested, what I'm going to just do anyway is the brother would give me a list of everybody else on the phone. I'll tender the, the non-disclosures and the invoices and then send it to him and then he could send it to you guys. And then if you guys want to proceed, then you take it from there. All right. You know I'll get with you. Uh, and, 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 I, and I'm going to tell you, family, he, what he says, he backs up his word. I'm telling you that right now. I can tell you that 100%. I really appreciate this. Islam, like I said, man, yes. I'm not perfect. I don't want to promise nobody no dreams. I just know what has been working thus far. And what's been working thus far is doing things from a private to a public basis. All of those moors you see on TV doing things on YouTube and all that, doing shit privately or saying they got this or that and don't really have it, they are the enemy. That's the new white man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's them. When the prophet said that if you're not careful, your own brother put you back in slavery, this is who they're talking about. So, again, I'm not trying to own your knowledge. I'm not trying to, All I'm saying is if we do things in a uniform fashion, we can see a result. But it takes time. And it's not something that's going to happen directly overnight. But the more diligent you are with the steps, the more you will see the progression in your own personal thing. Because that's where most, that's where it's most important. We cannot get together as a people if each one of us is in a different political state. And I mean as more. So if I can get as many more like this as possible, now when I step to and say, okay, more. Let's all pledge our full faith and credit authenticated to setting up this, this, and that. You know that I'm doing it because I want us to move up, and it's not because I'm trying to get you to give up your birthright. So when you hear Moore's telling you to send the birth certificate, rescind this, get out of that contract, don't take no whatever this, change your whole name, they they trying to get you to disinherit yourself. That's just the real. So... Inshallah, uh, I'll get that out to you guys, inshallah, by Shabbat. So as soon as we get off, brother, you could just text me the names or email them to me, and then I'll get that out to you in the next 24, 48 hours. And we can take it from there. Thank you.
Last year, so what I would suggest is this, Moss. The reason why I give non-disclosure agreements is because the minute people hear that you messing with me, then it becomes a situation where they want to know what I'm telling you to do. Because everybody I deal with is under non-disclosure agreement. So nobody really knows what we're doing that's not down with it, which is why we're having so much success. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're going to see as we go forward how light years ahead you are of a lot of other malls that's even in the consciousness that's still on the ground floor of this thing because they're trying to go behind what these other malls are doing. And most malls that's in positions of sheikdom and grand sheikdom are all Freemasons. Mm. So they have a separate obligation that has nothing to do with you or the profit. So, so yeah. Can, can so, I, can I so ask a question? Yes. Of course. I just please. want to ask a question before you leave. Okay. Of course. Um, let's see. <laughs> see, I wanted to ask you a question. I uh, have a situation to where um, I and my son and daughter joined the website, a website, national, alleged national government, uh, and then my daughter oh, who, had who a... Who is this? This is uh, cool. This is, uh, what's his name? Pleasant Bay? Yolanda Rambo, Can you hear me? Pleasant Bay? No, Al. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, can Okay, yeah. And uh, so with thinking that this was a legitimate uh, government and apparently not, um, my daughter went to... Uh, Trial and you, you saw, yeah, you saw government, and well, you saw, but um, she normally would have never uh, went to trial because my goal was not for her to testify. Anyway, long story short, uh, the uh, alleged Secretary of State or whomever he is uh, actually told her to testify, which put her under the jurisdiction at that time of the government. I mean, of uh, yeah, the uh, courts. And so now what we're facing, even though I want to go this route, what we're facing, and still will, but what we're facing is a sentencing for her on the 11th. Is there anything that could be put into the court? Sentencing to for stop? the 11th? Yeah, for what? next month. For, uh, well, they changed it from domestic battery to battery and uh, criminal damage, but it was the other way around, a gentleman jumping on her, but it just kind of got ugly in the court because they so wanted to So they're trying to, to lock her up for what? For how long? Battery. Um, well, it could be the sentence is either six months or a year. Um, so they're and to, that's, they're trying to lock her up for hitting him. Well, they want to. Well, they're trying to lock her up because well, actually, it was the other way around. It was domestic battery on his side, but they both they both uh, put a claim and they dropped his and they kept hers, and that would make her a first time offender. But she's. Not the offender. It is actually him, but he uh, he is the one that they actually convicted as a felon. Is this her first offense? Yeah. Okay, so I would – did you put in her standing that she's not a citizen of the United States? I did. They said that that didn't matter. She cre- she did the crime over in the state of Kansas, you know, so the state so of that place. So. Right, but – if she's not a state citizen, they have to have jurisdiction. So how can they establish jurisdiction if she knows they know that she's indigenous? She let them know that she's indigenous to the land. She did, and mm. they said that they have uh, jurisdiction because any crime that is ha- that happens in their state, they have jurisdiction. So they said that they're going to go forward on her. Mm. 
Uh, if I'd have known something earlier, maybe I could have maybe flipped some remedies or told you about some things, but it's like so down to the wire. Uh, I would again put it. So, did she ever challenge the jurisdiction? Did she ever put that in there? We've we've been challenging jurisdiction forever, and these people will not put it. How have they proved jurisdiction? They will not prove jurisdiction. They just will prove that they're going to go sentence her. I mean, that's how it so is in that you court. So to go above their head and go to the FBI and let them know they kind of, or go to the BI. Yeah, you need to go above their head because this is a state, right? Yeah, but yeah. no one else will take her because they said that they, she would have to have a judgment. She would have to be sentenced. So that day she would, if he wants her to go to jail, she would have to go to jail that day and then appeal from the jail because no one yeah, else no. Will, will take her. Yeah. So who's the injured party? The, the the guy? The state. The state. How can the state be the injured party when so they're taking up the thing on behalf of the guy? Yeah, they yeah, they, they are. Um they it's it's a stinky situation. They're really angry at, at, at her for mo- removing it and taking the federal. So they it's like I wanna show you because she wouldn't take diversion. So he's not really even the guilty party. He's he's actually the felon on the other end that they needed to come up against her because if he didn't come up against her then he would have to do his six months in jail. So this is kind of a like I said, a, a stinky situation. It's kinda of personal. So then I would do uh yeah, if I'd have known maybe about it beforehand, that's something I'll have to, like, really think about it and look in. What state mm-hmm. is this? This is the state of Kansas. Yeah, I would have to the do the knowledge to it. Yeah, right okay. So what I would suggest would be to uh, put in a notice of removal. For they say she can't remove. They say she can't remove because she already has a judgment and they said that she can't get rid of the attorney that won't get off the case because the judge won't take him off so then what i would would do a form 56 do a form 56 on the whole thing you did do a form 56 do a colorable law violation form send that to the fbi and tell them that they never established jurisdiction to be able to do any of that because she's not a part of their union society state so they're proceeding on malicious prosecution, and they're trying to prosecute her based on her nationality. So the Form 56, now when I did the Form 56, I did the Form 56 making them the fiduciary trustees over that particular case. Are you saying do the Form 56 to where she takes back total control? Yeah, and then fires all of them. Okay. And then do a COL, color of law violation, with the FBI and let them know that they're, they're, they're uh, trying to, prosec- trying to uh, prosecute her based on her, her race and her religion, that she let them know that she was outside of all of that stuff and they still proceeded. Then, uh, yeah, I would do that and then file claim against them for malicious prosecution on the grounds that they're trying to denationalize her through this case. They can't have jurisdiction over over a tribal person, over a tribal... uh, Now... Citizen. That falls under the BIA. If the FBI doesn't kick in, then she just what goes to jail. Um, like I said, I'm I'm kind of speaking blind because I haven't read any okay. of the case. Okay. So I don't I don't I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but as it stands, I definitely know that um, they're trying to function, put her under, a, on, trying to denationalize her by process. Okay. When they got her on okay. there, they got her under her free national name or her straw man? No. No, when they begin to speak of her, they begin to speak of her under her uh, free national name, and then they kept reverting back. And so they have her up under black, and then they have up under, yeah, her um, not a free national name. Yeah, that's name. denationalization. So you yes. send uh, them a thing that's saying that they're trying to denationalize this girl in order to prosecute her. They're trying to bring her from one jurisdiction out of the other, do a 456 yes. on a judge, do a 456 on a district attorney, then do a colorable law violation on them, Report them to internal affairs. Like go in. <laughs> like go okay. report them to internal affairs. They're trying to forcefully denationalize this woman to prosecute her, which is against the international law. Number one. Number two, do a form fifty six on the judge, the prosecutor, and everybody involved. Do a color 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 of law violation form on all of them, and then file suit against them. Filed suit against okay. them for religious, uh, what you call it, persecution. Yep. And the fact that they're okay. trying to nationalize her. So while they got a court you... case against her, uh-huh. you're going to hold a court case them. against them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's long. Okay. And this father right okay. against them. Point... And this form of goes to the is... IRS? Okay. Yes. That goes to the okay. IRS and then the COL okay. form. When you send it to the IRS, make a copy of the IRS form you sent to them, and then do a COL, color of law violation, send the form 56 to the FBI with the COL form. Okay. Then go file a suit against the judge, file a suit against the attorney and the state. And then we'll all act as character witnesses, right? Yep. For the fact that this company has been doing, that this state has been doing this to try to manipulate prosecute more. Say that you went, and then what you do to start the case off, you do an affidavit of truth that busts down everything you said. So every time you went to tell them what her nationality was, every time you went to tell them that this, this, and that, and they denied it and made up fake shit to say that they had jurisdiction, all goes into that. Then we supply the, the exhibit information to say that they don't have the jurisdiction, now they have to prove that they didn't do that. So even if she's in jail, we can probably negotiate some shit to get her out based upon them losing the case after. Because what you're going to do is you're going to put the state as a response, as a de- defendant, the state, the clerk, judge, the arresting officer, and the nigga, and the guy that she had the altercation with, all of them. Because what's mm-hmm. eventually going to happen, they're going to put it all on him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, brother. That was above and beyond. Thank you so much. Wow. For taking the time um, to join no us and to teach us. We, uh, we, we truly are in your debt. Thank we you. appreciate it. Thanks so much. Because you know that Time is so important, and that uh, you went wow. through this, we had to take step by step, and that's just beautiful. We just really appreciate it. It's wrong. That's why I wanted to do it later when I knew I was actually going to be around. We do appreciate it, brother. Yeah. 
We appreciate you guys for the support. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. So what you do, bro, when we get off, send me an email with everybody's name or whatever. You know, I get you guys the invoices and the non-disclosure agreement. And then on your end, if you guys really want to start, the first thing you need to do is get the adult name change petition. Okay. From the county that you're in now. Yes, and then we'll take it from there. Wow. You can order the authenticated certificates as well. Just authenticate them to a non-Haiti country like India, Haiti, et cetera. Okay. And, and, and brother, just, just in, in closing, brother, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, when, I, when I've been corresponding with you, I just want to make sure, would you rather me to uh, correspond you by way of the email or the text? Either one. You can call okay. me, email me, want... text me. I don't, know, I don't know necessarily which one I'll, I'll get, but either, I'll get one of those, and then I'll hit you back within 24, 48 hours of phone. Yes, sir. I, I I know you do, and I really appreciate that, brother. Not a problem, brother. We all right, I'll gather all that information, and we'll get it all going for real. That's what, that's what we're going to do. Also, um, I was going to say, um, go online to that website I told you, dmiutility.com. You can put yep. your name into it. Put the name that's on the authentic. Put the the numbers at the top of the authenticated birth certificate into it. If you have children, use their social security numbers and see what come up. And what you need to do is start need to start printing out all that stuff, binding it. So that way, after all of this is done, you can start writing these people and start to get some of that money back. Okay. Okay, noble. All right. Okay, again, we thank you, brother, and all praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Thank you guys for the support, okay? Thank you. Yes, love and light to y'all. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you, everyone. Once again, thank you very much. This is open, you know, every week to uh, try to get this business done and thank everyone that participated. Thank Let me you, say sir. this real quick. Let me say this real quick, uh, bro. Anyone that hasn't contacted me um, and given me the uh, your information, give uh, just go ahead and um, my information is in the in the USAR stuff. But um, you can get my. Does anybody not have? I'll just ask that. Does anybody not have my information? Is this, is this uh, Brother Robert? Yes. Ah, no, I, I got yours. Everybody else got my information? Sure. Okay. Just, all right. Sounds like we're good then. Okay. Let me ask you before we leave. Could we, do we know exactly uh, how many of us uh, are on tonight? Is there a head count? How many was there at the peak, to, uh, Brother? Eight. That's good. That's good. Okay. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having the call. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Islam family. Everyone have a great evening. Islam. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> All right. All right. Is it?